something and everything. My name is Ezra Hill, and my co-host Casey and I are going to be discussing a wide variety of topics from the perspective of two Midwestern middle-aged minds. We're not experts, just everyday ordinary people like you. We hope you might find our podcast inadvertently interesting and informative. Hopefully it'll amount to more than a hill of beans. The devil? The, the devil. The devil. Like yeah. when you have a, the devil and God on your, like your shoulder? Yeah. The, your, your conscience. Yeah. No, you know what? I you used, listen to the most. <laughs> you want to hear something really wild? So when I was growing up um, in that house on Main Street, which I told you yeah. about, um, I went through this um, and I was young. I was probably like in third or fourth grade, but I would... Okay, don't be freaked out about this, but I'm serious. I would like say over and over again, because I always felt like this energy around me. And I would say, I love God. I hate the devil. I love God. I hate the devil. I love God. I hate the devil. Anytime that that like feeling and it was, you know, we I've told you the story about the house being haunted, but this was something else. And I would do it, you know, until the feeling went away. Okay. So whenever you felt spooked. Not just spooked. It was if it was felt like dark, I would get this heavy pressure in my chest and in my back. And then like it just felt real dark. I can't explain it. And so I would to get I always felt like there was some battle going on. Hmm. And so maybe I maybe I was being pulled. I don't know. Um, But they they said that there will be a battle between heaven and hell here on earth. Mm-hmm. In that God and Satan will always be going against each other. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's uh, true. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, it has to be. Look how crazy this world is. Well, yeah. But I mean, since the beginning of the world, there's been good and evil. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just a constant battle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, people that go out and just kill people or do all these crazy things, you know, to hurt other people. Yeah. Um, they have to be like on the evil side that that can't be God in their heart. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's gotta be something else. Uh, Are we talking about Satan today? Yes. Really? Yeah. Over the weekend, I watched this documentary called, um, Satan wants you. And it's about this woman named Michelle Smith. 
um, who claims when she was a child, she was her mother gave her to the satanic cult. And in that cult, she was abused and tortured and witnessed all these crazy things like uh, sacrifices of babies and then people would eat the babies. It was just crazy, Mm. bizarre shit. I mean, serious stuff. And she was seeing this doctor, Dr. Lawrence Patzer. She was seeing him for a while and then they stopped their therapy sessions. And then like a year or so later, she came back to him and was like, I need to see you again. And so when he started seeing her again uh, is when she started going back and remembering these things. So he was tapping into her subconscious memories, these Mm -hmm. memories that she had suppressed because they were so terrible. And she started to relive them in their therapy sessions. And so, you know, it started out as regular therapy sessions for like an hour and then because this was so crazy and bizarre, they were turning into like all day therapy sessions. I mean, yeah, that's a lot of, yeah, shit. That's deep. I mean, that's, yeah. I mean, just could you re- imagine being the therapist and hearing that? Yeah, totally crazy. Well, and so the therapist became so alarmed that he and this Michelle woman went to the Catholic church and they started talking about it with them because it involves Satan and, and Michelle claims that the there were other kids involved. This was happening to other children and that this was a thing going on across the nation. Was Michelle Catholic or did they go to the Catholic Church because the Catholic Church is known to deal with the devil? That I don't know. I think the doctor was Catholic. Okay. I think he was Catholic. I feel like the majority of time when people, you know, are possessed or dealing with Satan is known yeah. for that like specialty. Yeah. Or, they, they're known for doing exorcisms and yeah. that type of thing. Uh, handling um, demonic behaviors and stuff. Yeah. Michelle also claimed that while she was being abused, the mother Mary appeared to her and sort of gave her the strength to get through it all Mm. because she was basically, you know, going through this and wanted to die and didn't know how to handle it and everything. But she claims mother Mary came to her and spoke to her only in French. Wow. And Michelle claims she didn't know or speak French, but she understood everything Mm -hmm. (laughs) and could speak when she spoke back to Mary, it was in French. Okay. So very bizarre there, but that's what she claimed. And then, you know, the Catholic church is really big on, you know, Mary and Jesus and saints appearing to people. So that's why they started going down this road with the Catholic church and let the church kind of dive in and explore this. And he gave the Catholic church all of their recorded sessions and everything. Uh, And even, I believe they even met with the Pope about it. Oh, wow. Um, As all this was going on with the Catholic church, they started to put a book together and write this book called Michelle Remembers. Okay. The, the therapist did or the Catholic? With the help of the Catholic Church. Okay. Because the Catholic Church fronted the money to get this book out. Okay. Called Michelle Remembers. And then in turn, you know, they probably made millions off of the book and the Catholic Church got a cut of that, of course. Mm-hmm. So anyways, um, you know, this, the book came out in like 1980. So they start going around on these talk shows and news shows, talking about the book, promoting the book, pushing the book. She's trying to bring awareness to everyone that this is going on. Um, And so when people start asking, you know, like, okay, who are these people? What's going on? You know, we need to catch these people. 
they come out and say, oh, well, it's a very secretive organization. They're really good at covering everything up. They burn the evidence. So there's never any evidence. So you're never going to be able to find these people. Mm. And in the 80s is when what some call the satanic panic started, where you have all these weird, crazy claims. You know, that's when you had like uh, uh, ACDC, Ozzy Osbourne, all these mm. like sort of cult type rock and roll heavy metal Ooh. bands coming out. Marilyn Manson. Was he, he that time? No. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been when we were in high school. Oh, he yeah. Came out when, we were in high school. when I think of, when I think of, you know, a, something satanic or, or like something. Like Black Sabbath, Jesus Priest. Oh, okay. All these like kind of crazy cult like heavy metal bands, which they, they weren't really like, if they were just young kids at the time making heavy metal music, what, you know, just, but anyways, people were thinking, oh, this is like a satanic devilish cult. They've got this weird, crazy music and, you know, all this, all these people started thinking there was all this satanic stuff going on in the United States. And there were therapists going around claiming uh, patients were going through the same thing. They were going on these talk shows. They were writing books. They would get paid to go talk to the police departments on how to recognize these satanic cults and how to deal with them and catch them and all this stuff. There were people making money off of the satanic panic. And Michelle and her doctor were two of those people and the Catholic Church. Uh Once they started making money off the book and going around on all these talk shows, people were labeling them as experts in this category of satanic abuse is kind of what they were calling it. And then in the eighties, the FBI started getting involved and doing a lot of investigations into the satanic cult stuff, uh, trying to figure out what was going on. And while this was going on, the doctor and Michelle are continuing their sessions. They're becoming very long. And the doctor is married with a daughter, maybe more, more than one kid. I'm not, I can't remember. I need to ask you something real fast before you move on to his personal life. You said that this time the satanic panic is what they called it. Right. Mm -hmm. So you've said the Catholic church, the FBI, they had all of these people investigating this. And then was, is the satanic panic that authorities were panicking or were people in general, like were people scared of what they were hearing. Well, it it was scaring people and people were freaking out. And, you know, there were rumors going around that there's like hundreds of thousands of kids missing. Satanic cults are taking them. And, but when the FBI starts diving in and investigating this, they really can't find any evidence of any of this stuff. happening. And that goes back to what you said. They also said that they're very hard to find. You'll never find these people. Yeah, because when you die, they go undercover. Yeah, when you start pushing back on the victims, saying, "Hey, we need information so we can find these people," it it becomes, "Oh, it's very secretive. You're never, you're not going to be able to find them." Mm. Like they're pushing law enforcement or deterring them or trying to basically say, "No, you're not going to be able to find them." It's okay. so secretive. It's a secretive organization. Okay. It's like a secret society. Okay. So you were getting ready to tell me about the therapist. Yeah. The therapist is, you know, he's married with family. So, you know, he's way involved in all this wrapped up. He's spending all this time with Michelle. You know, when he comes home, Michelle's calling their home. 
and saying she needs to talk to the doctor. And then his wife says that Michelle would start showing up places where they were, like if they went to, uh, you know, some kind of reception or dinner or something, Michelle would show up there. Michelle would follow them around. Michelle would show up at their house. So the wife and the dot and his kids are kind of like, who's this lady? You know, she's kind of like crazy, you know, acting weird. Just you know. why is he bringing his client or a patient, right? A, yeah. ther- a therapist is a doctor. His patient's coming to their their house. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like sort of like you got to draw that line somewhere of, of If I was keeping... the wife of that doctor, I'd have been like, hell no. Yeah, because... You, you are not bringing your patients to the house. Like you're going to keep work at work. Yeah, exactly. It was like he couldn't get away from... Michelle and everything that was going on. And, and it, it was becoming a big deal because, like I said, they were traveling around everywhere, promoting this book, talking about what was happening. Um, and then the wife, you know, starts confronting him a little bit like, hey, I never know when you're, you know, when you're going to be home, you're gone all the time. You know, we're here wondering what's going on. We, we don't hear from you, you know. And then it turns out uh, him and the doctor, Michelle's therapist, Michelle, had a little thing going on. You mean like a thing thing? Like a get it in type of thing? Yeah, like... He I was think, getting it in. <laughs> I think... <laughs> I think Michelle wanted him to stick his pee-pee in her Vivi, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she really wanted to play doctor. Yeah. So, which is highly, highly unethical. And very inappropriate. Yes. Extremely inappropriate. So, the doctor and, and the doctor's wife end up getting a divorce. Well, yeah. And guess who the doctor marries? Mm, the patient. Yeah. Michelle. Mm-hmm. His new lover. Gross. <laughs> yeah. So it's just. Um, uh, that was t- super judgy, but gross. Well, yeah. yeah. It, I mean, it takes a really weird turn because all of a sudden it's like, well, this isn't even a professional relationship. Anymore. Like, yeah, she's no longer patient, the patient. Yeah. This isn't even a patient doctor thing anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like they're clearly lovers. They, they got married. And so it just makes you start questioning a lot of things. And uh, I've always wondered, you know, these therapists that spend time with the their patients, you know, I'm sorry, this is a little off topic, but I've always wondered how the line, you know, they get so deep with their patients that I I would think that this happens a lot, like in, in my mind, because like, I don't know. I just think that there's relationships built there. Like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not saying yeah. everyone. I'm just saying you do hear it a lot. Yeah, I don't, you know, that's, uh, um, I'm sure it's happened before and it happens. I, I don't know to what extent or, you know, I don't have any statistics on that. But it, it, yeah, I mean, you when a doctor, a therapist and a patient you know, are interacting. It's, it's very, uh, vulnerable. Mm -hmm. It's very, uh, in depth, it's sensitive topics. And it's open. You know, every single thing about that person. And a lot of times, and when people tend to open up like that and share sensitive things, 
very emotional things with someone, they mm-hmm. develop a connection with that person. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I understand that, but it's up to the therapist to make, make sure that that, that that does professional not level uh, stays intact and that right. line doesn't get crossed. Yeah. Cause I bet she looked at him, Michelle, like, you know, somebody that could protect her and help her and that she yeah. needed and depended on. Mm-hmm. And, and what I think happened, see, it go, in the documentary too, it goes in and it talks about Michelle's childhood. Her father wasn't around. He was an alcoholic. He had a gambling problem. It was just the mother okay. raising her and her two sisters. Um, her father was very abusive when he was around. Um, they moved around a bunch when she was a kid. So there's trauma there, uh-huh. you know, as her. So as not just child. with the satanic um, cult, no. but then within her family. Correct. And they interviewed one of Michelle's sisters in the documentary and her sister does not agree with anything Michelle says. It's oh, really? basically like our mother wouldn't have done that. Our mother was busy raising three. She doesn't have time to be involved in any kind of satanic cult. There's no way. And her mother was involved in the church, you know, their mm-hmm. local church. Um, so, it, you know, th- there's what seems to be what a possibility is, is that this Michelle went to therapy with her doctor for four years, developed a crush on him, fell in love with him, however, whatever you want to say. And then she went back to him, you know, a year or so after they ended their first years of therapy because she wanted him back in her life. Mm, she missed him. Yeah. And so she's got to, you know, come up with things she needs him for. So they're, they're married and now what? They're married and um, they continue down the road of kind of saying everything that happened, happened. But the doctor's ex-wife now starts looking into Michelle. Okay. Because she's like, I want to know everything about this girl, what's going on, why she is who she is, why she came into my life, stole my husband away. And so she starts going back and talking to her friends and neighbors and people she grew up with. And like no one ever says or can verify that she was missing for like 14 months or whatever. Mm -hmm. In fact, the doctor's wife went to the school that she went to and she's in the yearbook for the year that she was supposedly gone. Okay. You know, so Uh all of a sudden now this um, stuff is starting to make you question did any of this stuff really happen? Right. (laughs) You know what I mean? And also Michelle's sister Claims that because Michelle's like, remember when she was saying Mother Mary appeared to her, spoke to her in mm-hmm. French, and she didn't know anything about French, but she was could understand and was speaking French, blah, blah, blah. Well, Michelle's sister said that uh, Michelle in high school took French like all four years as she was on this French uh, club thing and won an award. What? And, and that their, their grandfather spoke French and she would converse back and forth. Then why is she saying that? She couldn't like it was a miracle that Mary spoke French to her and she understood it. That's what I'm saying. So they they go out and they figure. I'm starting to think none of this shit is true. (laughs) 
something <laughs> is suspect. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. I, I'm intrigued. So it starts making me think, okay, did she make this shit up? Well, and here's another thing too, that came out in the documentary. Uh, in 1976, when Michelle started going to therapy with her doctor, this movie called Sybil came out and it's where it stars Sally Field. Mm. Uh, She's a great actress. Yeah. And basically the movie is about this woman that goes to therapy and her therapist uncovers all this suppressed memory of how she was abused as a kid. Mm. Okay. So that movie comes out, Michelle goes to therapy and all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Basically what Michelle is saying is like right out of the movie, Sybil. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it just makes me, start to question I don't I personally me after uh, watching this documentary I don't think that any of that stuff happened I'm not saying she wasn't abused in some type of way Mm -hmm. but the whole going down the satanic road I don't think that that happened and once you go so far and you get the Catholic Church involved I mean once you're in so deep you can't go you can't go back you can't get out Mm -hmm. you know and so, and with the stuff that they were claiming at that time, I'm sure that it escalated so fast. Yeah, and they got in deep so fast that if if she was lying, how is she going to undo it? Right, or be brave well, enough to say, too, "Hey," because the doctor completely put his whole reputation on the line. Do you think that the doctor had anything to do with it, or do you think he really believed her? I don't know. I don't know if. You know, she made it up and he believed her or he did that uh, thing where he basically tells her this happened to you, but you didn't you don't know it. You didn't remember it because you suppressed it, Mm -hmm. you know, or if it was a combination of the two. I don't know. But I think, you know, Michelle in some way fell in love with the doctor and she connived this plan to get him mm-hmm. at, and if at she, any cost. And if she came up with a very, um, you know, say, like, let's build a scenario here. Say did she did watch that movie that you just said, Sybil. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Say she sees that and she wants more time with the doctor. Maybe she's like, if I come up with this story, you know, my therapy sessions will be longer. Make him spend more time with her. Yeah, because... You know, when the FBI and the police and everybody starts diving into this stuff, they can't ever find any evidence of these things happening, you know, and we know from. And I feel like we just talked about this with Teal Swan. Yeah, because do you, that's what I was going to bring up too. you remember Teal Swan's therapist, Dr. Barbara Snow, right? Right. She was up and coming in the 80s. Oh, my gosh. And her patient deal was supposedly abused in the eighties by a satanic cult. <laughs> oh my gosh. They were part of the satanic panic. Yes. That's, that's where this was. When I watched this, I was like, I started watching it. And, and as this was unraveling, I was like, you gotta be fucking shit. <laughs> I yeah. was like, well, d- yeah. It How just, many of these stories are out there? I know. And what's crazy is people went to jail. Because they would get accused of the satanic stuff. They'd prosecute him, jury convict him, send him to jail. And then later on, they'd be like, wait a minute. 
there's no evidence that any of this ever happened. None of this ever happened. And then they would release them, but they were like people's lives were ruined. Yeah. I mean, it's just so bizarre that this, ha- and what some people think that this Michelle woman and this doctor that wrote this book that came out in 1980 sort of spawned all of this stuff. And Teal Swan fits into that and her therapist fit into as like a byproduct of this that happened. Mm-hmm. So it's just <laughs> dude, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I'm cracking up that over the weekend you watched this and it circled back to Teal Swan, Barbara Snow, like all this stuff we've covered. Yeah, very uh bizarre, but it's it's just another thing that sort of ties it in and to where you're like, man, you know, it goes back to like even more now. I'm like, I don't think the shit that Teal Swan says happened to her happened to her. Right. I'm not, and I'm not saying, you know, I'm not trying to downplay victims or anything like that. Uh, um, and I'm not saying she wasn't assaulted in some way or something. She, yeah. And I'm with you. I just don't buy into this whole satanic stuff because Nothing, no one ever proved any of this. The killing the babies, eating them. Yeah. Till Swan said she, they cut open a dead body and put her inside of it and sewed it up and left her there for punishment. Yeah. And this Michelle girl, she even said that they took parts of a baby and sewed it to her skin. You know, and like she was abusing it and there was like, there's no scars, there's no bruises. And then when people ask her, like, you know, you went through all this. How do? Why do you not have any scars or bruises? Shit. Oh well, Mother Mary healed me um, of my bruises and scars. Mm, you know, you can't find the the organization or the the Satan worshippers. They can't find them, and her scars are miraculously healed. Yeah, and the doctors, Michelle Smith's therapist, uh, he, his wife, his ex wife now, had been calling the Catholic Church like, hey. You know, I don't think this stuff really happened. I don't, you shouldn't be promoting this. You, you need to stop it. And the Catholic Church was basically like, well, no, because we're going to make a lot of money off this, is kind of what they said. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, very bizarre story again. And it kind of ties into the other two podcast episodes we did about Teal Swan. If you haven't listened to those yet, you're going to want to check those out. Mm-hmm. That story is completely crazy. And I just want to wrap it up with another question is, do you think today, currently, the satanic worshipers, I've always wondered this. I've always wondered, like, how many are there? And is it an institution? Do they actually go somewhere? And how did it ever come about that you'd ever want to worship evil? I don't know. Uh, I mean, the, the first part of your question, are there Satanists and is there a satanic church? Yeah, there is. Uh, but usually when it, these individuals get confronted with this type of stuff that belong to like a satanic church or that's their religion, they say, well, yeah, we do worship Satan, but it's not like that. We don't kill people. We don't, you know, do these weird satanic rituals, you know, and use babies and blood. And, yeah. Right. All that crazy yeah. stuff. And, and it, it goes along with, you know, the Delphi murders and the Odinism, mm-hmm. you know, when, when real Odinists are confronted about, you know, some kind of ritual where they kill girls or what kids or whatever, they, they're like, no, we, we don't do that. That's not what our religion is. You know, we're a peaceful religion. And the Satanists say the same thing. 
Now, there's always a level to religions that where people take it to an extreme level. A lot of religions, there's a basic structure to it, but then people come in and they put their own twist in it and make their own recipe out of it and they take it into a different direction. I would really That's why there's like different versions of Christianity and right. things like that. I would really like for us to dive in, start investigating the um, satanic worshipers and what that is. And I want to know what that foundation is and why. And, and maybe we could do a podcast yeah. about it. Um, yeah. I mean, we could definitely look into it. I don't know. You know, I always look at it as there's so many people in the world that every, you're going to have people that are different. They're going to see things differently. You know, some people do things that are kind of extreme for attention to stand out. Like, you know, you don't understand me and you're never going to because I'm this or that, mm-hmm. or I worship this. This one so hard for me to wrap my brain around because, you know, as a Christian, we know we're either going to heaven or hell mm-hmm. and everything that we know and have read about hell is everything to do with Satan and the devil. And it sounds terrifying. So I cannot yeah. wrap my brain around why this is a thing. I, I just, uh, and it's just because of yeah. the stuff that I've read about that now. Yeah, I, but I think some people just interpret things differently. Some people Interpret might interpret hell differently. Yeah, so that's what I want to know. And am I misunderstanding like what it is they're doing? I, I I just want to know more. So let's let's see if we can look into it. Yeah, we can do that. Okay. Hopefully, uh, I don't get possessed while I do. That. I know, right? You should. <laughs> Whenever you start messing around, that stuff bad stuff starts to happen. Yeah, and like the Ouija board. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't want to get a bad mojo going. I don't Mm-mm. need any of that. But I, I think we can look into the topic in the organization and see what it's about. Yeah. And also, don't forget about the Church of Cannabis. Of cannabis. <laughs> I know what that one's about. <laughs> Hell yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> don't you wonder why I'm happy all the time? <sighs> yeah, I do. I do. What's your secret? <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> All right, well, we're wrapping this one up. We hope you enjoyed another conversation about Satan. Uh-huh. Uh, but we need to do one about God, too. Yeah. About no, he's he's our man. He's pretty important. He's our man. Yeah. Yeah. All right, you guys, you can catch us on the next episode. Email us at hfbeans at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And also join our Facebook group at Hill of Beans with Ezra and Casey. Peace.